Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. We thank you that in this place, Lord God, that you are moving, you are doing. Lord God, we invite your Holy Spirit to come in and have your way. Lord God, that we don't want to just talk about it, we want to be about it. Lord God, we want to experience you, Lord God, not just for the feel goods, but to take it out into this lost and dying world and be the agents of change you're calling us to be, to be your hands, to be your feet. Lord God, as we go and we turn this valley upside on its head, God, we thank you that today, Lord God, that this is starting in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. You guys be seated. You guys be seated. Except for Kiara. Um, God, just every time I see you, God just keeps, he keeps highlighting you. And uh, even specifically tonight when I looked over and, I, and, and, and God just popped a picture in my mind. And, he, and I, sh- I saw what looked like a lump of coal. But I saw that coal break open and there were diamonds on the inside. And the enemy has tried. He's tried his best to make you think that that's what you were, that lump of coal. And uh, little did he know that the pressure that has been applied to your life, that the things, the circumstances that you've faced has been producing diamonds on the inside. And those diamonds are ready to come out. And so, God, I just, you guys just stretch out your hands. God, we just thank you for Kiara. God, we thank you that she is here at the right time, at the right place for the right season. That every lie that the enemy has tried to slime her with, we break its power right now in the name of Jesus. We declare victory. We declare that she is your daughter and whom you love. And Lord God, that your plans and purposes will prevail in her life. And we thank you for it right now, Jesus, your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Woo, all right. How much? Oh, five minutes. All right. No, kidding. <laughs> Matt, you. Um, no. Uh, hey, hey, it's not my pulpit. You know, um, you know, before I start, I just want to honor, uh, give honor where honor is due, and that's to uh, Pastor Jurgen and Pastor Leanne. Without them, without their sacrifice, without how the, the, the roadmap that they've paved and the, and the examples that they've been, I don't think any of us would be where we are today. Uh, and I also want to honor um, Pastor Matt and Loren. Um, they, so many of us will never know the sacrifices and the things that they've done and laid down for this church. And, uh, and we are so thankful and grateful for that. You, you guys are amazing. And lastly, I want to honor my wife. Come on. Ah, so, so for, for those of you who don't know, uh, last night at Awaken You, uh, my wife had been praying for the past few days to get a word for every single student 
And and so last night we're she's just reading them off one by one, and my eyes are filled with tears like the entire time. Like, oh my gosh, I feel God in this room right now. And and so, baby, you are such a treasure, not only to all of us here, but to me. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know where I'd be without you. Um, I'd probably be, you know, at Burning Man getting crazy, but. Um, but you you roped me back in, you set set my focus, and so I love you, babe. Um, yeah, so Connect Wednesday this past we had Connect Sunday. I heard uh, Rich Bogle tore it up. So hopefully you guys took away the importance of connecting to your community, God, and your purpose. Um, but staying in the theme of Connect, I wanted to talk tonight a little bit more about connecting with the Holy Ghost Um, because he is so important in this Christian walk for us. Without him, we can't do anything. Uh, We can just try our best and pull up our, you know, buy our bootstraps. But with, with him, man, we, we connect with the Spirit of God. We can, we can transform cities. We can transform nations. And so we're going to talk about connecting with him. And uh, more specifically, um, this lesson or this, this message might be a little bit more teaching focused, but I'll still try and keep it fun. Um, but specifically, I want to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And so what you talk about, you bring about. And so I know that this is a church that's hungry to see a move of God, to see the the supernatural happen. And so if we don't talk about it, though, then we're, we're just kind of like all doing our own little thing. And I read this. I don't know what's going on with it. And so as we talk about this, I want to stir your appetite. I want you to get hungry for the things of God. I w- Bible says that we should desire the spiritual gifts. And so, um, <clears throat> so tonight we're going to we're going to go there. We're going to talk about it. And so that's why I'm calling this message, He Came Bearing Gifts. Um, you know, for some of this, this kind of may be new, completely new. For some of us, you'd be like, man, I've, I've heard about, you know, this my entire life. Either way, there's going to be something for you tonight in that. Um, I want to start us off with a scripture that kind of sets the foundation for this. In 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11, <clears throat> It says, to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same spirit. There's plural because there's lots of different ways to heal. Uh, To another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of an interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. We live in a culture that is hungry for the supernatural. And you know how we know this? Look at, look at the movies that Hollywood pumps out. They're all superhero stories. They're all about the supernatural. And then on the flip side, there's the paranormal Right, that the 
people are hungry for the spiritual things. They desire it. That it's just misguided. They don't understand that they were actually created and meant to operate in that. That they were, we were put on this planet to begin to cast out demons, to set the captives free. That it's not just for, you know, the, the people on uh, paranormal activity or the conjuring, right? That we as believers are meant to do some uh, ghost busting of our own. And so, you know, Pastor Jurgen was preaching today at team meeting, and his first point was that, like, we are meant to walk in the supernatural. God is supernatural. He can't help it. He can't be natural. He is supernatural. And if we are his sons and we are his daughters, we are meant to walk in the supernatural. And so... Um, Oh, I forgot the whole, I was going to do the intro. Never mind. We're past it. We're going. We're past it. I was going to be funny. I was going to be like, I grew up a poor black child. Um, anybody the jerk? The jerk? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> but that was, I am from Detroit originally. Uh, it was a little bit of a heartbreaking Sunday for me this past week. It was bittersweet, right? Because uh, my, my Lions have, it's been 30 years since they've made the playoffs. Uh, but uh, they, they won two playoff games. So I'm good. I'm happy. I'm content. Um, but uh, so we're meant to walk in the supernatural. And so the first thing in order for us to walk in the supernatural is we have to have a relationship with Christ. Relationship with our creator. Without that, like, you're just dabbling in demonic works. Um, second, we, we want to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. This is how we're going to tap into that. All those gifts that I just talked about, um, those come about when you cultivate your relationship with the Holy Ghost. Um, so I want to share reasons why God wants us to flow in the power of the Holy Spirit. Do they... Yeah, they did a slide. All right, so if you're note takers and you want to go to heaven, I had them put I put, put had them put my notes on the screen, so you can be like, what did he say? Can you say it again? No, it's on the screen. All right, <clears throat> number one, to show his compassion and great love in meeting the needs of a suffering humanity, the lost, the possessed, the sick, the afflicted, and the hopeless. Number two, to evangelize the world and reach the unreached. Number three, to destroy the works of the devil and set the captives free from demonic forces and bondages, sin, sickness, disease, death, addictions. And four, to supernaturally build up, strengthen, and edify the church. God wants us to flow in his power. He, he said that we, and Dakota even said it, she's like that we God, Jesus said that you will do greater works than I will do. And that, that's, it's hard to hear sometimes because, but God, you did the most, best, awesomest works, right? And, and God's like, no, you're going to do better. You're going to impact the world around you. And you're going to touch people that I couldn't touch. But you know them and your relationship with them is going to help set them free. So tonight, as we're going to look closer at these gifts, there's three different categories, uh, the groups of the spiritual gifts. So group one is the revelation gifts. This is when we super, did we, uh, this is, uh, this, these three are when we supernaturally reveal something, okay? 
The second group is going to be the power gifts. This is where we supernaturally do something. Gifts of special faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles. And group three is the vocal inspirational gifts. This is where we supernaturally say something. The gift of prophecy, gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues. And so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of break these down a little so you get a better picture and understanding of what they are and why you want to walk in these gifts. Now, for some of you, you you're, you're going to have a natural inclination that, that these a certain gift just flows a little bit more naturally for you. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can literally operate and walk in every single one of these gifts. Um, because why? Because he loves people. And, and if he loves people, he wants to see them set free. And so first we're going to do, uh, we're going to start in the revelation gifts. A word of wisdom. <clears throat> A word of wisdom reveals a fraction of the mind of God concerning people, places, and things pertaining to the future. Though this, uh, though this supernatural gift, God, through the supernatural gift, God lets us know he wants us to deal with a specific situation as it arises. So this is, a, the word of wisdom is something that's going to happen in, in the future. This is where you're, you're the, the devil trying to store, and he, he's like fortune tellers, right? And they're trying to predict your future, and it's really just a bunch of lies and hogwash. Um, but biblical examples of this are God revealed to Noah the coming flood. Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream. Jesus had a word of wisdom that Peter would deny him three times. All things that were going to take place in the future. But through the Spirit of God, God reveals something that will uh, allow a circumstance or a situation to change. An opportunity for it. Um, so, a word of wisdom usually points to a future event. A word of knowledge, number two of the, the revelation gifts. A word of knowledge is a revelation by the Holy Spirit given a piece of God's knowledge of information concerning people and situations in the present. It is God's diagnosis of a problem, a sickness, or any other situation in the present or near past, which is humanly impossible to know about. But this is where we call it. It's like, that person just read my mail, right? Are there, that person, we, we got to change that, that saying, right? It needs to be like, that person just read my, my direct messages, my DMs. That person was all up in my DMs. How do they know that, right? Um, they were text stalking me. They were going deep in my photos on Instagram. I, I know some of you know what I'm talking about. You, you're going through somebody's and you're deep down there, man, like years back. And then, you, and then you accidentally click like. You're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Unlike, unlike. Oh, man. I don't. <laughs> and that person's like, whoa, they went deep. It's creepy. All right. Unless maybe you're trying to, you know, pull up on, pull up on something. All right. <laughs> So, so some biblical examples of a revelation gift is Elisha knew by miraculous revelation the location of the Syrian camp, thereby saving Israel from being attacked. Jesus, at the woman at the well, revealed her past, right? She's like, I don't have a husband. He's like, no, you're right. You've had five. 
That's not just public information that, that God pulled up on the, the interweb, right? Like, he could only have known that, her history, her past, by the power of God moving. And so um, this, you know, is kind of a little short story. Um, Jenny was ministering to someone um, a little while back. And, and she's, you know, asked for prayer, and, and Jenny's, like, starting to pray. And, and God shows Jenny that she was abused as a child. And that's uh, not something you want to be like, hey, were you, you know, <laughs> were you violated as a child? Um, just, you know, you, you want to be delicate around that situation. But God showed Jenny for a reason because he, he was showing her some where the root of these things that she had been facing is coming out of. And so, you know, Jenny kind of delicately, she's like, did something kind of happen when, when you were a kid? And then this person began to share like, oh, my gosh, yes, this happened. But God showed Jenny that because he wanted to bring healing to that situation. Right? It wasn't so that Jenny could look really cool and awesome, like, God shows me cool things. Right? No, it's because God loves people, and he wants to see them healed and set free. Uh, number three of the revelation gifts is discerning of spirits. So <clears throat> this is not the gift of suspicion or speculation. It's not the gift of discernment. It is not fault-finding or judging people. Um, it's not just the discerning of demon spirits. It is the supernatural ability to see into the spirit world. By this insight, the believer can see angels, demons, and discerning the condition of the human spirit, good or bad. Some biblical examples of this. Peter supernaturally discerned that the evil in the heart of the Simon the sorcerer. Jesus saw that there was no guile or nothing false in Nathaniel. Jesus exposed and cast out the spirit of infirmity that Satan had bound and crippled a woman with for 18 years. This gift, it can protect the church from false doctrines, false prophecies, false teachers. It can enable the local church to select the right, and women, right men and women for leadership and positions in the church. It exposes the demonic to effectively deal with it and bring deliverance to the victim. It often comes to us as a word of knowledge, revealing the spiritual forces affecting or influencing a person. How many would agree that we probably need more people that can see into the spirit realm? They can see situations. They can see what's really going on behind the surface. Why do I keep ending up in these same behaviors? Why do I keep doing the same things? Why do I say I want to do this, but then I go and do this every time? It could be that it's not just you, but there's a spirit that's been affecting you, afflicting you, a generational curse that's been upon you, right? And you need somebody that can come in and be like, whoa, I see this thing on you, and and it's not to, to shame you or bring guilt, but it's to bring freedom. <clears throat> so now we're going to jump into the power gifts. And now this is where most people want to hang out. They want to jump into them power gifts, right? Just going around. 
getting people healed and set free, right? Um, first one is the gift of faith. It's not the measure of, this, so this is not the measure of faith or like general faith. This is not like, oh God, I believe, you know, this is, this is not the faith that comes by hearing the word of God. Um, it's not a saving faith. Um, flipping the pages. This is a supernatural manifestation by the Holy Spirit supplying unlimited faith in a specific situation to achieve supernatural results. When this special wonder-working faith is manifested in your life, God supernaturally empties you of all doubt and unbelief. It's the kind of thing where Smith Wigglesworth takes his dead wife and throws her up against the wall. And he says, live. And all of you are like, no, that's crazy, right? But there was a supernatural belief that no, 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 no. I don't doubt it. I don't unbelieve it. I just, boom, kept throwing her against the wall till, boom, she came back from the dead. She came back from the dead. Um, so some biblical examples of this are uh, when Abraham offered up Isaac as a sacrifice. Being the father of four kids... I, I don't know how he did that. I honestly don't. I, I think I'm like, man, God, I'm glad you didn't choose me for that assignment. <laughs> I'm like, all right, God, God, just let them all go to hell. I, <laughs> I know you want to save the world, but I, there's no way I could sacrifice my kid. But Abraham had a supernatural special faith that he still would offer up Isaac as a sacrifice. Daniel in the lion's den. Right? That takes some supernatural faith that the, the mouths of the lions are going to be shut when those, those things have been starved and be like, oh, you guys hungry? You want some little tasty snacks? I'm, here's some Scooby snacks. Right? <clears throat> Jesus calling out Lazarus out of the grave after four days. That's some f- special faith. All right, the second uh, in the, the power gifts, gifts of healings. And I, I, I talked about that earlier where there's plural there because there's, um, there's an anointing that will follow many different people. You'll, you'll see it's like they have anointing for, for getting people set free from cancer. They have anointing for, for pulling people out of, you know, their crutches or wheelchairs. They have anointing for, for people that, you know, I, I've got a migraine, right? And it's like, boom, people get, there's different types of healings and situations. But the uh, gifts of healings is a supernatural impartation of God's divine healing power through you to cure disease and heal the sick and the afflicted instantly. In particular, being anointed to minister healing for specific kinds of sicknesses. Some biblical examples, Jesus touched and he cured the leper. Peter healing the cripple at the temple gate. Jesus moved to compassion, and he would heal the multitudes. Um, and now the, and there's a difference between healings and miracles. So healing is kind of like it's a supernatural removal of sickness, disease, and pain. Miracles go beyond healing into the areas of creating missing body parts, lengthening limbs, eyeballs growing back, like Things that just go beyond the laws of nature. That's what you talk about when you go into to miracles. I know early on at the, the Boys and Girls Club, um, when we were um, in San Diego, uh, Pastor Jurgen's brother-in-law came through, Pastor Andy Kabbalah. And he 
had um, come back from the dead. How many? Twice? Was it twice? Right? Where he was on death's door and God resurrected and brought him back. And uh, he just had leukemia, sickness, so, but now he actually walks in healing ministry. So oftentimes the thing that you're afflicted with or the thing that is continually been oppressing you is actually the area where the devil wants to try and keep you down because you're meant to flow in authority and a power to, to walk supernaturally in that area, to bring freedom to others. But I remember he, he came through and uh, he asked, he was like, you know, is there somebody your legs shorter than the other? And, and this person, she was like, yeah, that, that's me. And he's like, you want to come up and get prayed for? Yeah. He had them sit down on the stage, and he began praying over them. And literally, rape, he, he had a crowd come over too. He pulled us out of his seat because he didn't want anybody not to see. And literally, her leg was growing in front of us. And to where, boom, they were the same length. And this was like, a four-inch gap or something like that. And it's like, that was the power of God. That was a miracle. <clears throat> so three, the working of miracles, right? It's a, a special momentary gift that enables us by the anointing of God to intervene in the ordinary course of nature to do something that could not be done naturally. Feeding of the 5,000, dividing the Red Sea, multiplying of the widow's oil, Jesus walking on water, these are all miracles, and we are meant to walk in these types of things. Last, we have the vocal inspiration gifts, the say-something gifts. Now, Paul says that um, in 1 Corinthians 14.1, he says, pursue love. First thing, pursue love. Who is love? <laughs> Him, right? Desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Prophecy is a supernatural utterance in a known tongue, not conceived by human thought or reasoning, spoken on the, uh, under the anointing of God to exhort, edify, encourage, strengthen, and comfort the church and its people. It's not a message of confusion. It's not a message of criticism or condemnation. It should be a confirmation to your spirit, not a revelation. So if, if you're like, mm, I don't know if I've ever heard that or agree with that, um, that might be something you need to put on the shelf, right? Might be something, maybe, but maybe not. Um, but it's usually a confirmation of what God has already spoken to you. Um, it must always agree with God's word, right? So if you're like, uh, uh, if you're a Christian believer and you're like, oh, I think I'm just going to get divorced my wife. I think God wants me to divorce my wife. I'd say, mm, that doesn't sound like God, right? His word says that he hates divorce. So if God's telling you to get divorced, that's probably not God, <laughs> Because it's contrary to his words, contrary to what he has for you. Now, that, that doesn't mean that there aren't circumstances uh, that, that, you know, you have one person that is just dead set on getting out of it. And there's nothing you can do about those things. But as far as the believer goes, you need to fight for those things. You need to fight for your, your spouse. You need to fight for those relationships to continue in it, to love them into the place where they, they, they want to stay in that marriage. 
Uh, the gift of prophecy does not mean that you're operating in the office of the prophet, where it talks about apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, uh, pastors. Uh, just because we're, as believers, we're all meant to prophesy. And uh, there's so much more that I could go into prophesying about. We, but go to men's and women's prayers. We'll unlock you in that because God wants to use you to, to speak words into people's lives. The, the second uh, gift there in the vocal inspiration gifts is the gift of tongues. Now, this, this is where people get tripped up because this is where people think, um, well, uh, I, I've prayed to, to speak in tongues, but I haven't. So God must not want me to have that gift. This is not the gift this is not your personal prayer language. This is not you being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues in that regard is for your personal edification. It's your personal language between you and God. It's God praying the perfect prayers through you, using your mouth and vocal cords to, to speak into a situation that goes past your mind, because your mind would probably usually jack it up. Um, this gift of tongues... Right? This is for a, a public church setting where from somebody with a microphone is giving a word of tongues and it should only be paired with the third gift in there, the interpretation of tongues. So the gift of tongues is it's a supernatural utterance given by any spirit-filled Christian proclaiming in a public meeting, a church service or prayer meeting, a message that from God in a language unknown and not understood by the person giving it. It is always used in conjunction with the gift of interpretation of tongues. It's not the same as your personal prayer language. It's not as, and, and the other thing too is it's, this is not as common uh, in our current church culture. Um, you have, I, we don't oftentimes operate in the gift of tongues and the interpretation tongues here at this church because uh, we just, we, we, prophecy is the same thing. Those two together make up prophecy. And so we just, we just jumped the gun. We just like, we're just going to prophesy. <laughs> we don't need to give a message in tongues and then have somebody else interpret it. Um, and so, uh, right, and the, the last one in the interpretation of tongues is, like I said, it's the supernatural unfolding of the Holy Spirit through the believer, uh, the, the meaning of the message in tongues that was delivered in a public assembly so the church can be encouraged and built up. It's not the translation of the tongues, so the tongues may be shorter or longer um, than the interpretation, but tongues plus the interpretation are equal to the gift of prophecy. So like I said, we're just going to prophesy. <laughs> um, you know, we live in a culture that, that highly values knowledge and intelligence. And in a, in a lot of ways, we've tried to reason away why the gifts are not for today. Not in this church, but in many churches that don't operate in the power and the gifts, right? They, they, they just like, oh yeah, knowledge ceased, tongue ceased. And so, you know, we've got, we don't need healings because we've got doctors. We don't, we don't need, uh, we don't need the, the uh, prophecy because we can just say nice things. We've got sociology and psychology. We don't need you to, to bring healing in your church. And, and the enemy has used that to cripple a lot of ways, the American church. <clears throat> um, and it's one of the reasons that, like, if you ever 
you know, I, I, in my 20s, I did a lot of missions. And we would go, all, I went all over the world from India to, you know, Korea to Tanzania to Brazil. And every time we would go, man, people were so hungry and miracles and all these things would break out. People were getting set free. And, I, I like, and I'm like, God, why does this not happen at home? Why does this not happen at home? And, and he reminded me, he's like, he's like, could I do many miracles when I went to my home? There's a familiarity. There's a comfortability that the American church has fallen into where we've tried to reason away because we don't see it happening. Not so in this church. In this church, we believe what the word of God says. We believe that these gifts are for today. We believe that God wants to use us to see these things supernaturally happen. And so I'm sick of, of having to go to another country to see miracles happen. <laughs> I want to see people get set free here. I want to see demons get casted out. I want to see miracles and um, people of faith rise up to believe for something supernatural. You know, so rather than changing the Bible to match our experience, we should change our mindsets and attitudes to match the Bible. Come on. So I know there's some hungry people in this room tonight. And I'm hoping that you're hungry not just to experience God, but to be used by him. Because these gifts, they're for every believer. If you want it, it's for you. But you're gonna have to do some scary things sometimes. You're gonna have to, to potentially look a little weird. You're gonna have to step out when it's uncomfortable, when somebody who says, I've been dealing with this thing you know, half my life, you know, the, this, this thing on my arm, it's just the doctors don't know what to do about it. And you're going to have to say, man, can I pray for you? Oh, sure, yeah, uh, when you go home? No, right here, right now. In the, in the grocery aisle of, of uh, Sprouts? Yes. Most miracles happen in Sprouts. They don't happen. They don't happen at your house or at the altar. They happen at Sprouts. They happen in your schools. They happen at your workplace. When you, when you care less about what they think and more about what he thinks, miracles break out. So tonight, uh, I want to pray for us because I want to see these gifts just thrown about through this whole congregation. So if that's you in this place and you're... Um, Yours, I, I want to, well, before we go there, before we go there, you're, maybe you're, you're here and this is your first time or maybe you've been coming a couple times and you're like, oh, wow, this, this sounds amazing. I, I want that. I, I want a relationship with God. I want to experience his supernatural love. I want to walk in power, but I don't know him. I've, I've heard about him but I've never experienced him. And so if everybody could bow your head and close your eyes, I always want to give this opportunity um, because that to me is the greatest miracle. <laughs> when, when you give your life to Jesus, 
When you make him the Lord of your life, man, you step into your purpose. You step into your identity and who God's called you and wants you to be. So if that's you and your heart's pounding in this place tonight, you're like, Pastor Scott, I need to get my life right with Jesus. I want him in my life. I'm sick of living the way I've been living. I'm sick of, of feeling this way. I'm sick of experiencing this hurt and this shame, this depression, this cloud that, that's come over me. I'm sick of these thoughts of, of ending it all. If that's you in this room tonight, I want you to just lift your hand with nobody looking around. I want to pray with you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody else? Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. If everybody could just stand with me right now, we're going to pray together. And if that was you that lifted your hand, I want you to pray this. Repeat after me and you pray this prayer. And we're all going to do it together so you're not alone. But tonight, he's going to come in. Tonight, he's going to shift your life, the situation, the things that you've been facing, that you weren't meant to do it alone. That there's a community of believers who want to champion and who want to walk this life with you. So come on, church, repeat after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins for washing me clean, for setting me free, for making me new. Fill my heart, fill my life. Come in, change what needs to be changed. Give me the strength to change those things I can't. Give me purpose. I thank you for it, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Later on, we're going to have a few people uh, when we have the ministry team up here. Uh, do we have anybody that over there with the uh, books, Following Jesus book? We want to pray with you. We want to give you a Bible. We want to give you the Following Jesus book. Um, <clears throat> so if, if let somebody know that you raised your hand when we have that, that ministry altar call time. Um, but for the rest of us right now, if, if you would say, Pastor Scott, I want to I operate. I want to walk. I want to be used by God. I want the gift that he has for me. If that's you in this place, would you just lift your hand right now? So many hands. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. God, you see the hunger in this room. You see the desire to experience, to walk in your power, that the pages of the Bible were not just a history book from 2,000 years ago, but they're for today, that they bring life to wherever they go, that they shift circumstances in the supernatural first, then the natural. Lord God, that our loved ones, that, they're, they're, that they would feel your love permeate through us, 
Lord God, I thank you right now, Lord God, for every hand that's raised in this place tonight. God, I pray that you would begin to bestow upon them gifts, that you would begin to show them how they can operate in it, walk in it, hunger, desire for it, Lord God, that they can bring that compassion, they can bring that love, Lord God, to everywhere that they go. God, we thank you right now, Lord God, that you love to give good gifts to your children. Lord God, that you want and desire, Lord God, for a lost and dying world to experience you, but it doesn't show up with you just showing up in a, in a cloud. Lord God, it shows up through us. We thank you for it, Jesus, in your mighty name. Thank you, God. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.